0: afternoon, everyone. This is episode 49 of the Off Topical podcast. My name is Gardner.
1: My name is Raven.
0: And uh, what are we talking about today, Raven? We're talking about the EU's highest court rules that EU citizens can make content that's illegal blocked worldwide. What the hell? Plus tons of news about vaping and, and Russia and all this stuff. It's going to be a good show.
1: Oh, yeah. Very off topical today. <laughs>
0: Very off topical.
1: I meant to say topic, but, you know, I'm fine with topical. It's fine.
0: So first up, the EU can force Facebook and social media platforms to remove illegal content worldwide. Oh, my God. What's going on with this story, Raven?
1: You know, I'm kind of split on this because, you know, illegal is... Hmm... Like, I don't really know how I feel about that, right? Yeah. Because, you know, on the one hand, I believe that, you know, governments should be able to do whatever they want inside of their borders. Mm-hmm. Whether or not I agree with what they're doing is another matter. But, you know, that's a topic for another day. Um, but I don't know how I feel about some random European country like Austria. Let's see, which one Austria. did it? Yeah. So Austria decides that this is illegal. So now I can't view it in my country? Uh no. Mm. I am completely against that. Like 100% against that. Yeah. But on the other hand, if if like let's say cuz the instance that was used was um inaccurate information used against an Austrian politician. And um false information should against uh, false information against the politician should be removed cuz you know it's basically slander. Yeah. It's not slander, but it basically is slander. Like it's not illegal per se, but it's also not accurate and it can affect them, you know, both politically and, you know, in their private lives. Yeah. No. So I'm fine with that being removed. But how do I feel about the European Union deciding whatever they don't want doesn't get to be on the Internet, which is hosted in the United States to begin with? Uh, I don't really feel that great about that, actually.
0: Yeah right i mean so here's the thing so what happened is that the european highest court uh decided uh on this decision that they were going to basically make it so that if a if an eu member state court decides that something is unlawful if it's defamatory in nature um then facebook has to act and they have to block that content globally but what's even crazier than than that is that they also have to block posts with equivalent remarks That's yeah it the thing just that, like, it feels very
1: overreaching it feels very overreaching
0: yeah
1: um and and i'm i've never thought i'd ever say this but i hope facebook just ignores it just blocks no. it in that country and just ignores it or just blocks it in the european union and like
0: yeah you know, I we're mean,
1: not we're not blocking this over here
0: part of the thing that like i might get some flack for saying this but i really think that like Companies like Facebook, F- Facebook should be solely an American social network, in my opinion. And I think that social networks should exist for other countries uh, all over the world because really well, it
1: definitely would cripple their power. That's for sure.
0: It would cripple their power, but it would also what it would do is it would allow, uh, you know, I read a report that Facebook was like there was a ton of uh, like ethnic cleansing posts in, in a country. And I don't remember which one, but in a, in a third world country and Facebook had only like one or two employees who actually spoke the language of that country. And so it's like, you know, they're, they're facilitating like hate speech or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, and they're subject to, you know, whatever laws and it's like, they're just so laissez-faire about it and it's like facebook should really be an american company china should have their own facebook you know they do have their own Facebook. they do right and but like all these different countries i mean the european union should have their own thing and and maybe maybe what should happen is that they should work as a federated thing so that you have uh you know like the fediverse so you have um (laughs) that'll never happen but I i do get
1: where you're going with that that'll never happen of course
0: i'm being an idealist here but but, you know, you get what I'm saying, like company like countries should have their own social networks. They should probably be private, but they should be like privately held, not held by the government. But they should. Yes. Um, but they should be uh, subject to the laws of that nation and that nation only. And you should have the ability to interoperate between them and send messages outside of, uh, you know, to other people who are on the same. Uh, oh, yeah. S- I just protocol or whatever.
1: I just feel like this is far overreaching. It is. Um, It's, it's far, it's far overreaching. Like I do understand like the, I assume the thought behind it is that this wouldn't get abused, but it's going (laughs) to get abused.
0: Oh my God. This will be abused. So insanely. Like it's, it's much
1: like how uh, article 13 is, you know, kind of in effect now or will be anyway. Mm -hmm. I think it's in the process of being implemented. Once that's fully up and running, That's going to affect everyone really bad. I I honestly could see YouTube creating a YouTube EU and only YouTube uh, European members can. uh, Well, anyone can access it, but only people from the European Union. That's the only version of YouTube they'll be able to access. Yeah. You know, and that sort of stuff, because that's the only way to comply with it.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, I was on the I was on Lunduk show earlier this week and he was talking about like the Internet is is just going to like disappear at some point and i'm thinking you know what that doesn't make sense like it's so ingrained in people's lives now i just don't see i mean that's like saying that paper is just going to be become a thing of the past you know what i'm saying but at the same mm. time it's like i see rulings like this and i'm like well maybe the internet as we know it won't exist in 20 years
1: you know i think that's what he was probably referring to like what we know now this big open space of ideas which governments hate when people have open ideas um all governments hate that, by the way, you'll never find a government that's supportive of open ideas. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I don't feel like this is going to go well. I think it's going to be one more nail in the coffin for the European union. As far as this sort of stuff goes. Um, cause as you know, a lot of European union nation States are not actually all that happy with the European union right now. Yeah, no. I'm not just talking about Brexit. I mean, a lot of the, Former USSR countries like, you know, Poland and Ukraine and various others, they're not really all that thrilled with the European Union right now. Right. Because they keep getting the, you know, and like Hungary and, you know, they're, they're getting like the the bad end of the stick. And, you know, I think that this is just, it's not a very big deal, but it's just one more thing to throw on the pile. And sooner or later, that pile is going to get too big to ignore. Mm. So you know and that and that could just be, you know, wild conspiracy theory or whatever, but I don't feel like it is. I feel like things in Europe are eventually going to come to a head and also, you know, I don't really like, you know, your people in Europe don't like when the US dictates what they do and I don't like what Europeans dictate what we do. Like yeah. over here, we have a pretty great first amendment and quite frankly, they can go screw off. <laughs> That's my stance on it. Like yeah. I like tons of people from the European Union, you know. Got friends from all over the globe, but I don't want their governments dictating what I can see online. Right. Like, I, I have no representative say in that. So, I feel like one or two things will happen. Either the European Union will just be ignored, or YouTube will set up YouTube EU, which will just be, or, you know, and Google EU, you know, like they'll just have very specific versions. And that just leads to more overhead, more fragmentation. And it's just like, ugh.
0: And it leads to technologies being developed that are specifically designed for censorship.
1: censor, yeah. So, you know, and that's that's what I see happening. That's exactly yeah. what I see happening.
0: And, you know, and I'm, I'm like not like the it. kind of guy who is like, you know, this guy is following censorship, censorship. Like, you, you, guys, you guys know that. Like, I, I find it... Um, gross a lot of the time when people claim things like oh facebook is censoring people or whatever like there's there are very specific stringent definitions for what censorship equals in my opinion and this kind of this feels a lot like censorship like you know it's one thing to like block um defamatory Statements, right? It's one thing to like take legal action against defamatory statements, and I think what the judge here in the EU uh, ruling s- says is that you know you have to take them to court and it has to be found defamatory. But it really opens the door. This really opens the door for abuse, in my opinion, and yeah. I just find this to be uh, overreaching. And uh, it's it, yeah, I'm not one to take Facebook's side either, but I am oh, definitely. <laughs> Feeling. I just. I feel ugh. like
1: it. It makes me feel like I need a shower after this.
0: Yeah, it's bad. But
1: it's it's true. Um, it it's it's you know.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, we'd like to know what you guys think about this. Do you uh, think that particularly this is those sister? of you from the EU? Yeah, particularly, particularly those guys. of you from the EU. I know there's a lot of people uh, from the EU on uh, on our forums actually. So uh, head over there to our forums, forum.heavyelement.io. We promise we won't censor you. Uh, (laughs) Let us know what you think. (laughs) Uh, forum.heavyelement.io. All right. The next story. Vaping has been linked to lung illnesses. And uh, some doctors are saying it looks like mustard gas exposure. Uh, what the hell's happening here, that's, Raven?
1: That's, that's pretty wild that it looks like mustard gas exposure. Because mustard gas is pretty bad. bad. News. Um, it's bad. Yeah. yeah. Almost like we had it in an entire world war where lots of people died from it. Yeah. Um, which is crazy that it's showing similar symptoms. Now here's my stance on vaping. I don't smoke. Um yeah. and I don't vape because um well that stuff is just bad for you. So for all the people out there who are like, but vaping's good for you, it's better for you than cigarettes. False. My stance on vaping is this. Vaping is worse, is just as bad for you as smoking, just in a different way. Yeah. Anything you inhale into your lungs that's small particles like that is not good for you. You'll right. never convince me that it's good for you. Vaping is also addictive because it has nicotine in it. Yeah. It just doesn't tar up your lungs in the same way, and vaping's too new to determine like long term ramifications of it. Hell, it could be worse.
0: Yeah, well, that, that's this thing. It's like how long you know how long does it take for someone who smokes, uh, you know, uh, several cigarettes in a day? How long does it take for that person to develop like the the lifelong damage for smoking? I mean, it doesn't take very long, but how long has Has Mm -hmm. vaping been around and now we have like 18 deaths that have been directly linked to uh vaping and 180 confirmed or probable cases of these you know illnesses it's like vaping's only been around for like 10 years it's like
1: yeah i think it's been around for like five or six years actually it hasn't even been that long it might be 10 years but it really hasn't been around that long
0: yeah so it's like if if there are that many confirmed you know linked cases that's pretty significant that it's bad for you. Hello. Pay attention. Yeah.
1: Um, and I think another problem, too, is is with cigarettes, like with anything, you have to trust what you're smoking. Yeah. You know, most cigarette companies, it's just tobacco leaves. I mean, tobacco leaves are not good for you. <laughs> Don't know if anyone knew that or not. <laughs> um, and, and inhaling smoke into your lungs is bad for you. Like, it doesn't matter what kind of smoke it is. It's just bad. It's, it's bad to inhale. So Drugs are bad. Okay. Mm, okay. <laughs> We've both seen that South Park episode. Um, but with vaping, you have the same problem. I think the other big problem is um, where are you getting the product from? Because a lot of the recent deaths have been due, due to cheap Chinese versions
0: mm-hmm. where they were
1: just throwing in random crap, which has been a known problem in a lot of other markets that – you know, China will just start. You know, selling a bunch of stuff. They'll shutter the company. They'll make a new company and rinse and repeat. And they'll tell they'll be like, you know, millionaires or billionaires. That's what they do mm. because they don't have the same regulations that we do here. But they're selling that crap here, and all the people who have died have been smoking or vaping. I don't really know what the proper. I guess it's vaping. vaping. Um, have been using that stuff. So you know the the case becomes. If it's a U.S. or European-based company where the rules on what is in that product, which also means it's more expensive, um, are much more strict, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. Like it all needs to be sorted out.
0: Yeah. The, so, so according to this Ars Technical article – um, investigators are focusing on contaminants and counterfeit vaping products, particularly those containing THC. Nearly eighty percent of the five hundred and seventy-eight patients that the CDC has detailed reported using THC-containing uh, vaping products. And so, uh, the THC—if you don't—if you guys don't know, THC is the active ingredient in marijuana; it's what gets you high. And uh, so, the, a lot of these products are coming from. Um, overseas where they don't have strict laws, like you were saying, and, um, doctors are saying that basically what this looks like is toxic chemical exposure, like mustard gas. And you're breathing that shit right into your fricking lungs, dude. It, I don't know, man. I, I, my, my whole thing has been with, when it comes to this kind of stuff is like, don't do what God didn't give you. You know what I'm saying? Like, God didn't give you um cigarettes. So don't don't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> don't smoke vapes for God's sake.
1: Well, the the only thing I will say nice about vaping is that it doesn't really have any like secondhand problems usually. That we know of um that we know of for right now. Um You know what here but I you would know say, why I, would say I think vaping that's bullshit. Is...
0: hold on, let me say one thing. So I was dating this girl, all right, and she would come over and she'd vape in my apartment. Okay. I have mm-hmm. a, I have a pretty small apartment. It's like less than 900 square feet.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've seen your apartment. It's pretty tiny.
0: Yeah, so so she comes over for like two weeks, um, maybe every other day. She vapes in my apartment, right? At about uh, I'd say ten days into that, I couldn't I could not stop coughing. I could not stop coughing. Now this was in uh, early. November maybe early December and I didn't have my windows open and for literally a week in the middle of December I had my windows open and I was like trying to move air through my apartment because there was I was physically getting sick from secondhand um vape juice in my apartment so i think that it's bullshit that it doesn't have secondhand consequences
1: it's just it's too new yeah it's too new you know tobacco related stuff's been studied for over 60 or 70 years something like that yep you know we we know it and i think and you know i think it's high time we start looking into the ramifications of vaping and you know i've I've said since the beginning that vaping is not better for you than smoking cigarettes Mm -hmm. i mean a lot of people have used vaping to get off of cigarettes which i think is great um, but I you think, need like,
0: from what I've seen with that, people just end up vaping more and having, getting higher off of it, off of nicotine and being more right. addicted.
1: Right. And that's, and that's a problem because I firmly don't believe anything you inhale into your lungs is bad for you.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like just how bad.
1: Dust. Yep. And also too, you know, like, you know, cause like I said before, you know, some of these products are like have vitamin E and stuff in them, which is what was causing all their people lungs to clog, which mm-hmm. is what killed them. And that's a big deal because what's in it like, you know, so I think I think if if we're going to continue to have it, um, you know, we need to treat it like cigarettes. Yeah. More like cigarettes. I mean, we'd already don't allow kids. Remember when kids were able to buy vape stuff? Remember that? hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think and then they shut be.
1: that down real quick, which is good. But I, it blows my mind. What was it? They were able to buy the vape pen or the no, they were able to buy the product, but not the vape pen. hmm. And it was like, uh, okay, but then they just go get a vape pen from somewhere. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I definitely think that it should, like, I think that the age limit for smoking or vaping should be 21. That's my personal opinion. Because if you have 18-year-olds, then they, you know, some 18-year-olds are still in high school, and they can go buy it for their friends. That's what I think. Yeah. Plus, you're not really an adult until you're, like, 28 years old, so.
1: Do you remember the energy drink phase? Remember that? Oh, God, Yeah. But do you remember when they sold energy drinks with alcohol to kids? Do you remember that?
0: I don't remember
1: that. Because that used to be a thing. Because remember, uh. some energy drinks do come with alcohol in them.
0: Yeah. Like four
1: Loko. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, you kids used to be able to buy that.
0: Dude, I there was one time I there was one time that I drank four loco and I literally felt like I was having a heart attack, dude. I was like, oh like my chest was like like that, dude. It was insane, man. I was vibrating, what? dude. When I, you
1: can't do that when shit, i was guys. when i was when i was uh 17 years old my brother used to love drinking monster energy drinks yeah and um he drank a lot of them and uh it was during halloween and uh i was out and he asked me to buy him some monster energy drinks when he had the cash for it i was like okay sure <laughs> so i bought it for him and he drank like all four cans in a night. Oh, we God. had to take him to the hospital. Um, and his his dad at that point was like, no more energy drinks, dude. Yeah. I had to like buy him soda because it was he had to drink. He had to like inhale soda to keep the, you know, the caffeine withdrawal from being so bad. It was still bad, but it wasn't as bad. And then had to wean him off that. I was like, oh, my God, this is just awful. But I never like really, I never liked energy drinks. Don't like them. Don't need them. You know, I mean, for those of you that don't know me, I only sleep like four or five hours a day. Yeah. Like, that's like usually the most I'll sleep. Dude. It's four or five hours. I'll
0: go to bed. I'll go to bed and you're like, good night, dude. And then I like wake up eight hours later and you're still awake.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually slept in that period. (laughs) Okay. It's just, you know, you have to do your whole, I need my beauty sleep. I'm a gardener. I wear a sleep mask. Yeah, well, whatever. (laughs) Normal people sleep four hours a day, Gardner. oh, I'm sure okay, maybe that's not true, but yeah. I just I don't sleep a lot, um, and yeah. I feel fine like that's just how much I naturally sleep. I've always been that way, even as a teenager um but yeah, so it's um yeah, so back to the vaping i, I I'm not against people vaping, like I'm not against people smoking pot, hell, I'm not even against people doing cocaine, I'm just against people pretending that this shit's good for you yeah
0: yeah i would
1: agree like, that. don't call it what it isn't don't tell me that it's good for you it's not you know you look at firefighters man and their lungs they're trashed which is crazy because you know they have masks and stuff mm-hmm. there are a lot of firefighters who develop like cancer and various other stuff because of the shit they inhale when they go in and pull people out of burning buildings or forest fires yeah, forest fires man look mm-hmm. at firefighters who fight forest fires but look at the look at the medical history on them. A lot of them develop lung diseases, not develop cancer, but it's almost as if huge concentrations of shit in the air cause problems. Yeah. You know, the lung is sort of a filter, but it's not really a filter. <laughs> you know, we don't have like a filter that cleans out the stuff and then we somehow, I don't know, hack up all the impurities or something mm-hmm. like we don't have anything like that. So whatever we inhale just lives in the lung. Yep. And it damages it and it scars it and it scratches it. You know, there was a study a couple years ago about the small particles of vape pens cuts the lung. Yep. And that was immediately debunked by the vape community. And I'm just sitting there thinking, was it really debunked? Or did you just not like it because it went against what you did what you wanted? Mm. Like again, I'm not I'm not I'm not against because I believe if we're gonna vape if we're gonna ban vaping, then we need to ban the tobacco industry and the mm-hmm. alcohol industry. And we already know how that goes. It just creates a huge environment of bootlegging and no it it makes way worse problems it's better to just have it be legal i can understand not wanting cocaine to be legal okay hmm. even though it used to be completely legal and americans used to take it because they thought it would make them better you know yeah like i whatever you know but don't tell me that vaping is good for you i'm so tired of hearing that no it's junk it's, it's trash. It's trash. But if you're like, vaping's bad for me, but I like it, I'll give you a big thumbs up. I'll give you two thumbs up.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can you get the seal of approval.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just don't tell me it's good for you. That's it. Be I'm, honest. I'm, I don't care if you vape. Just be honest about it.
0: If you vape ironically because you like that H3 video from several years ago, good enough. But don't tell us that it's good for you. That's baloney.
1: There's an H3 video that made vaping popular? Oh, yeah.
0: You haven't heard Vape Nation, y'all.
1: All right. After the podcast, you got to to show that to me. (laughs) It's really funny.
0: What do you guys think? Do you guys vape? Let us know what you think. Do you think it's good for you? You're welcome to tell us you think it is, but you're wrong in the forum forum forum.heavyelement.io. You can also send us an email. Show at offtopical.net. All right, Google gets tougher on HTTPS, and they're going to ban mixed content uh, in their browser. What do you think of this story, Raven?
1: I'm actually fine with it. Yeah. But what's funny is, is that YouTube all the time reports that some content is insecure because it's not sent, being sent over HTTPS. Oh, so really? So they're going to ban themselves? Yeah, I've seen it quite a bit, actually. Like YouTube, like when you go to specific videos... Sometimes we'll literally say, you know, uh, not all content. It's not all the time. What I think it is, is that sometimes their their HTTPS service goes down.
0: Well, you know what I've seen, actually, and some people um, like question me about this, but I have seen this with my own frickin eyes, dude. Some YouTube channels have the ability from like YouTube gives them the ability to include their own trackers.
1: Yeah, you have JavaScript. that. I have that option. I have that option. You do? I yeah, don't YouTube have that. Panel. No, I'm yeah. talking
0: like, like like they can literally include a script tag in their website in their not just. Well, their- you do it
1: from the you do it from the panel. Yeah, and it gets automatically added to all the stuff. You can add really? third party trackers. Yeah,
0: you can. I did not. I didn't know this. I've only ever seen like two or three. Like Vox, Vox does it on their videos, and it's like. It's like, you know, that might be be what it
1: is. That could be what it is. Yeah, Yeah. that could be because I don't see it on all videos that you know what? You're right. That could be what it is. Um, I think I think the only reason I have it is because I got a YouTube partnership in 2009. Mm -hmm. And it was a thing back then. And I think maybe that permission was never revoked. It clearly should have been revoked. Not that I'd ever use it anyway. I don't even like trackers to begin with. Yeah. Only the only tracker I want is the view count and maybe the country of origin. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I don't really want anything else, and all that stuff is completely like irrelevant. Like you won't gain any useful information from that, and you don't need access to the information. You just log it, and then you delete the information that you acquired to log it. That's how it should be done. I mean, that's not how they do it because that would just make too much sense. Instead, they store everything. Mm. Like it, I'm sh- fairly certain that Google has like all of my credit cards, even though I've never used it at Google.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, Which well, if you're me. using Chrome, <laughs> then they're storing that.
1: I don't use Chrome. I'm a proper human being. I don't use Chrome. <laughs> yeah. I don't use anything based on WebKit either, but that's not because I hate Google or anything. It's just, I just don't use anything based on WebKit.
0: You like Firefox? I do like Firefox. Yes. See, WebKit was created by uh, KDE.
1: Yeah, no, And then it got co-opted by Google, and now it's Google.
0: Well, WebKit's not Google, but they, like, they're big engine. They're they
1: Chrome mandate engine. a lot of stuff into WebKit, though. Yeah. But, but Chrome is just getting terrible. Like, Chrome yeah. is going to start blocking uh, ad tracker, uh ad trackers, <laughs> <laughs> ad blockers. Sorry. Uh, they're going to start blocking ad blockers, like, for real now. Yeah. Like, some of the new changes are just going to, and every time, the community is like, no, we can't have that. So now they're basically making their own ad blocker, and I'm just like, well, that's not going to block ads.
0: No, it's going to block competitor ads. <laughs> that's what it's going to yep. do. And it's going to probably yep. substitute competitors' ads for their own, dude. Like that's the kind of crap that Google does.
1: You know, I have a lot of misgivings against Mozilla because I don't like some of the stuff that they do. But I will say that as far as being very privacy focused, they do stick to that one rule. They do. Um, you have to disable Pocket though, because Pocket is stupid.
0: Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a Pocket go, fan.
1: Go into About Config and type in Pocket, everyone, and then look for the Enabled and just set just set it to True. Oh, sorry, False. It'll say true. And it says something about is pocket enabled or something. Um, and just set it to false. Get rid of pocket. It makes your life so much better. You could still use that reader thing though. Um, whatever it's called the reader view, because that's not associated. I love reader view, by the way. Love it. It's great when I read books online yeah. and stuff.
0: Reader view is awesome.
1: But pocket needs to just die. Yeah. Pocket is unfair and just stupid
0: i I have disabled pocket um, yeah you're welcome <laughs> yeah, uh so getting back to chrome <laughs> um, so basically, what they're doing now is uh they they Google says that um ninety percent of Browsing on the web is over HTTPS at this point, and that's thanks to both Google and uh, Mozilla and Electronic Frontier Foundation pushing for the adoption of HTTPS, and that's a good thing. I mean, the the web without HTTPS is inherently insecure, and it's, like, way easy to do man-in-the-middle attacks and to, like, uh, steal information.
1: Did did you see that uh, the Electronic Frontier Foundation is really – and Mozilla. Not Google, though, I don't think. Uh, I haven't seen anything from Google, but they could be, so I don't really want to completely discredit them. But um, they're pushing for encrypted uh, DNS. Did you see that?
0: Yeah, well, Google is pushing for that, too. And there's a bunch of pushback against Google in the EU about (laughs) uh, DNS over HTTPS.
1: Yeah. yeah. Why would you not want your DNS to be encrypted, though? I don't understand.
0: Right. Well, the so the only problem that I have with DNS over HTTPS is that you can't, like, you know, as someone who, like, uses Linux and does development and stuff, like, I need at some times to, like, modify my host's file and, like, point domain, like, non-existent domains at, like, local host or something. You can't do that with HTTPS, um, with DNS over HTTPS, so that's the only problem that i have but yeah i agree like it should be you should definitely have for
1: you know, development productions it wouldn't be used but for um you know everything right. else like you know to the consumer it should be used
0: yeah and you can disable no it in not to. firefox too but i think that it's a good thing um that dns is encrypted
1: um, um wait it's an actual feature now how do you enable it? Oh yeah, is if it you in, about config? in Firefox,
0: you, it's under uh, preferences, and then I think it's wait
1: really? It's under preferences? Like it's actually like it's an option? Yeah, I always thought it was. Uh, yeah, you don't have to go into about config. Where is it?
0: Yeah, so if you if you go into network settings, and then uh, down at the bottom, click on settings, and then click enable DNS over HTTPS.
1: Wait, where is? What version of Firefox are you using? Cuz um, there's options and then general, home, search, privacy and security.
0: I'm on Firefox 69.01. Oh,
1: well, uh, I don't I don't have a settings thing. Okay, want.
0: so click on click on the hamburger menu. Yep. Here wait, I'll show the people on the podcast too. So if you click on your hamburger menu, and you click preferences and then you go down to network. You can it's at the very bottom of the general. Uh and then hit settings next under network and then at the bottom what do you guys think about chrome moving to https what do you think about dns over https let us know in the forums forum.heavyelement.io you can also hit us up on twitter i'm at the linux gamer he's at raven67854 we're also on mastodon i'm at GBrian at librem.1 and he is at raven67854 at librem.1 All right, next story, uh, Vladimir Putin uh, and, and the Russian government are creating their own internet uh, and isolating themselves from the rest of the world, except for, of course, the state-sponsored hackers. <laughs> what do you think about this, man?
1: I just, like, you know, it's funny because, like, what was it, like, two years ago or something, Russia announced that it was going to be making its own internal independent network so that if something happened, their people would still have internet to connect to Russian websites, essentially. Yeah. Which, admittedly, on paper, you know, every country should have that, you know, where like your key sites are, you know, independent of the rest of the internet so that you can, you know, still get to them. Yeah. Except this is Russia we're talking about, and, you know, they're new. So now we're going to have the great firewall of China and the great firewall of Russia. Yep. This is literally they're just they. I don't you know it's funny because um, Putin is famous for there's a there's a quote by him supposedly by him where uh, what is what is the full quote? It's something to do with um, if you miss the USSR, you have no heart. It's that quote. It, it's he's talking about democracy and stuff, which is really hilarious because he's been dictator of Russia for what thirty years now, mm, yeah. twenty years at least, something like that. Anyway what i'm getting to is is you know cuz putin is a former kgb agent and it's quite obvious that he just longs for the days of when he was a KB, kgb agent you know he had full unlimited power and he could just do whatever he want it's 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 fairly obvious that you know he misses that
0: yeah he was a he was He's a member just... of the uh, obsidian order or whatever
1: yeah yeah <laughs> very bad very bad man yeah bad man um but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, this is just ridiculous. Like this, this is not, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm very much against censorship in all of its forms. Yeah. So, you know, to me, you know, on the one hand, the Russian government's like, we're just trying to make sure that no one else can interfere. It's like, okay, fair enough. But we already know how this is going to go. It's going to appear because like Russia's block already blocks telegram, for example, because they can't control yeah. it. Well, isn't telegram, so block telegram also
0: a Russian app?
1: Well, it's by a Russian, but he's not in Russia.
0: Anymore. Oh, okay. All right, all right.
1: I mean, I guess he could go to Russia. They might arrest him, but I wouldn't recommend it. Hmm. But it's kind of why he made Telegram in the first place. Yeah. But Telegram is blocked in Russia.
0: I did not know that.
1: Yep. or it was. I'm sure it still is. How... I don't see why they would unblock it.
0: So how do they do blocking for that kind of stuff? Because like, if it's going over HTTP...
1: Well, all the all the ISPs block Telegram's uh, domains and stuff.
0: Right, but like, it, let's say that like uh, DNS over HTTP gets done, like, and it's implemented everywhere.
1: See, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll will still have a way to block stuff. Mm, uh, they definitely don't have that. And also, too, you know, you can still use VPNs and stuff. So, yeah, it's not like you can't get it. It's just that there's no direct way to get it. You have to use roundabout methods. Yeah. Which is funny, you know. So I don't know. I I just see this as another attempt to control the people of Russia and what they can do and what they can think. And yeah, it sickens me.
0: Yeah, it sucks. And you know, according to this post from Forbes, um, they like the Russian government is uh, installing equipment on major telecoms networks, and they're going to start testing uh, early October, which is now. And that means that and what they're calling the testing is combat mode, which I find fascinating um, yeah the the Russian government claims uh, that the objective here is to deal with quote threats to the stable safe, and integral operation of the Russian internet on Russian territory, and they want to do this by centralizing the general communications network. The internet is not meant to be centralized and so, no. by trying to centralize it, you're just going to make it weak. <laughs> right? I mean,
1: I would say probably the best way to protect your country's internet would be to block any traffic coming from China or vice versa, either incoming or outgoing, since they have a nasty habit of siphoning traffic.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know if the U.S. does. I imagine we do. It's never talked about. Um, block traffic from just... China? No, not blocking, but siphoning. Oh. Um, China will redirect all traffic through its stuff and then, you know, gobbles up all the information. So mm. I don't know if the United States does that. I would imagine we do. But since it's never reported on, that either means that our media is, you know, part of it, which is also entirely likely, um, or um, we're just better at hiding that we're doing it.
0: Mm, it's hard to say. I don't know. If Stuff gets routed through, like, the NSA you remember there was like that big data center that the NSA was opening or one of the security agencies was opening in yeah. Utah or something. And like the residents like cut off the utilities to the, to the place. <laughs> Do you read about that? Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. They basically wanted all internet traffic to route through that data center. Um, I whatever happened to that. I never heard anything else about that.
1: They probably just turned it back on and went on about their business.
0: Yeah fascinating turn
1: off utilities it's the government they'll just bring in generators yeah like like okay you want to play this game fine we'll just build the state for all the diesel we're going to be burning Mm. but a little mini power plant for it probably be a better idea for that thing to be off-grid anyway
0: no well they couldn't they're in the middle of the desert and they couldn't get water like that's so they cut off the water from the municipality
1: wow they'll just pipe in water
0: yeah (laughs) like
1: you won't you won't win that battle you won't win that battle The government has unlimited funds at its disposal. It's not one you'll win. But um, back to uh, the rest of the topic here. Um, You know, I don't know. It's like I said, like, on the one hand, I can totally understand wanting to safeguard. Because, you know, cyber warfare is going to be the future of warfare anyway, most likely. I mean, you know, bloody conflicts is still going to be a thing. But most societies, like... You know, especially societies like China, the United States, all of Europe, Russia, you know, heavily connected societies like that to technology. You can bring them down without firing a single bullet. I mean, look at the United States power grid. Actually, every country suffers from this problem. No country has yet to make a power grid that is not completely and utterly destroyable.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, so on the one hand, I can totally understand, you know, Russia's insane paranoia that they've never gotten rid of you know, and wanting to safeguard, you know, plus they have direct land connections to China. So I can sort of understand that. But, China, you know, Russia's just, before anyone goes, oh, he hates China, not, not exactly. It's just Russia's like, for those of you who don't know, it's the largest country in the world, and it also sits on one of the largest reserves of, well, everything. As far as mineral resources go, oil and everything, it's just like a it's like a beautiful, fat-prized pig. Hmm. Anyone would want those resources. But anyway, back to the internet conversation here. Um, I can totally understand wanting to safeguard yourself from, you know, like China, the United States, France, the United Kingdom, you know. But on the other hand, safeguard them from what? Like, it's never really been a problem for them. So the only thing I can think of, plus, if you were going to safeguard something, you sure as hell wouldn't centralize it. Yeah. This, this just reeks of, you know, the think of the children debate. Or not debate, but, you know, answer. You know, we have to ban guns because think of the children. We have to ban books. Think of the children. You know, pretty much insert anything you want to ban and then just add think of the children at the end of it. Mm. It just it just reeks of that. And, you know, I feel really bad because, you know, Russia's been. You know, there seems to be quite a bit of discontent, at least from, you know, what information I get out of it, not through mainstream news, but from friends and stuff that, you know, people are just not happy there. Like, more people are dying or leaving than are being born. The population's in decline. You know, and it's not necessarily because there's not enough food or anything. I mean, you know, that's probably part of it, but they're not starving. It's just, you know, there's no economic prosperity or anything. It's just stagnant. And then you have a government that just wants to control literally everything you do or cart your ass off to the coldest and remote region they can think of to keep you there. It's just, I don't know, not really a fan of this. Really not a fan of it, as you can tell. Just not a fan.
0: Yeah, I I find this scary and, uh, you know, I don't trust them.
1: Well, here's the thing, right? China does it, no one really says anything, right? You know, China does it, sure. Russia does it, no one still really says anything. But then other countries are like, wait a minute, there's two of them doing this and then one more does it and then one more and then one more and before you know it there's more countries that have it and then the rest are like why are we not doing this
0: Mm. and then you have a judge in the eu that's like hey remove this content worldwide yeah
1: (laughs) you know you know I, i firmly believe that there will be a day where you know earth will become like a singular entity or at least a federation of some sorts don't make any star trek jokes
0: i was going to
1: i know But I could see, like, it won't be the United Nations. It's far too corrupt. But it would be whatever the United Nations Nations would evolve into and hopefully not be as corrupt. Um, But that day's not here yet. Yeah. You know, before that happens, people have to learn how to get along with each other. That's still quite a ways off. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, so, you know, basically where I was going with that is I could see a day where. You know, all that sort of stuff is unnecessary and we're all working towards one goal. But right now, I just I think there's a big problem with a lot of different nations wanting to isolate themselves from each other. Or not Mm -hmm. necessarily even isolate, but they want to isolate the citizens, the governments and stuff still want to do interaction with each other. You know, they still want to fly around and party and make money and all that sort of stuff, but they don't want the people talking. And if they do want them, if they are talking, they only want them talking about whatever they want them to be talking about. And I just feel like if one more country does that, you know, it's just going to make it easier for another country to go along and do it.
0: Mm.
1: That's just my stance on it. It's that it's the snowball effect, you know. Yeah, but hopefully it doesn't happen. I mean, but this is also Russia, too. So it might be another case where people just ignore it. I mean, the USSR was fairly closed off for a long time anyway, as well. Mm. I mean, I wonder how many people remember the Berlin Wall, like literally remember what it was like.
0: I don't know if I was, was I even born when that happened? <laughs> I think I was. You were it was like the early were,
1: 90s. I believe you were born right before it was torn down. Uh, it was
0: 1989. 1989.
1: Yeah, you were literally born, like, right when it was torn down. So was I. Like, it was already yeah. being uh, destroyed when I was born. But you, you're you a year older, so you would have been born, like, right when it was being ripped apart.
0: November 9th, 1989. It was when it was yeah, and destroyed. I was, and I was, I was born. literally 11 months old at that point.
1: Yeah. And I was, like, five months away from being born. So <laughs> my point still stands, though, that, yeah. you know... People seem to have forgotten, you know, all the stuff that happened in the '60s, and the '50s, and the '70s, and even the '80s. Like the world has changed a lot. It's actually quite a bit. It's actually quite a bit better if you go back and read history books. Yeah. We have learned, or rather, I would say warfare has uh, shifted. It's Not necessarily about you know, killing as much. Cyber warfare is the future of it.
0: Speaking of Star Trek, do you ever see that episode, A Taste of Armageddon?
1: it <sighs> does this, everyone. Yeah. Just so you know, this yeah. is a very common occurrence. No, I haven't seen that episode.
0: So basically, the 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 quick premise is that there is a simulated war going on, and um, whenever like you know a, a simulated bomb was dropped or whatever, people who were in the area had to report to a like. Cha- like a killing chamber or whatever, and they just get like evaporated, painlessly, and it, it's like Kirk shows up and he's like, "What is this nonsense?" And uh, yeah, so there the people were like, "But it's better than like actual war," and it's like, "Yeah, but there's no incentive to stop," <laughs> you know?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's a you know that's that's a very good point. Yeah, because you know the. You know, economics plays a much better role now, or much not better, but bigger role. I mean, it always has, but you know, countries are not as eager to sacrifice their accumulated wealth as they probably once
0: were. Yeah. Well, I want to know what you guys think about this story. Do you think uh, Russian, uh, the Russian government, like creating their own internet, is a good thing? You think it's a bad thing? Let us know what you think in the forums, forum.heavyelement.io. You can also hit us up uh, in an email. Show it off topical man, dude. Oh, man. So this last story, dude, what do you think about this? Microsoft debuted the uh, Surface DS. <laughs> the Surface uh, Duo.
1: The Neo, you mean? The Neo and the Duo or the whatever? The Neo
0: and the Duo. Uh, <sighs> this is this Well, is here's the
1: thing. Who, <clears throat> sorry. Who, who is this for? like, that's the thing, right? Like, they're yeah. claiming that it'll be for businesses and enterprise customers. But it looks like it it looks so flimsy. It looks like it would break. Yeah. Like, it doesn't look sturdy. Because when you unfold it, it's just one giant screen. I mean, sure, when it's folded, I'm sure it's rather tough. Like, really tough. You could probably drop it and drive over it maybe. But, like, <laughs> once you unfold it, it's like you drop it wrong and the screen's going to shatter.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, the, like, there's... Who is it for? I don't know who this is for. This is, it's very strange to me. Um, like, for example, at my old day job, I had a, a laptop that was kind of like this, where it could, like, fold fully, like, 180 degrees. Oh, yeah, one
1: well, of the ones, like, where you can twist the screen around and then fold it down? No, no, no. And this, then you could this, write on it? This could, oh, like, one of
0: those. the hinge went a, a full 360 degrees, so you could just oh. fold it out and back in. Uh, there was no like twisting, Aww. but um, Aww.
1: I've seen some that twist, yeah, and fold down, which is weird.
0: I've seen those too, but the thing is, I never use that functionality, you know mm. what I'm saying? Like, I use it as a laptop, and that's it. And maybe, yeah. maybe in this form factor, it might be a little bit more, um,
1: yeah, because yeah. it doesn't weigh like you know, four pounds <laughs> or like you know, two kilograms, you know, it's yeah. it's a little lighter,
0: right? But I'm just, I just don't know who this is for, uh, I don't, I don't yeah, understand. No, yeah. And, and it's
1: two separate screens.
0: But the thing that's interesting about this, the thing that I find most interesting about this is that it's running Android, right? Now, Microsoft hasn't done anything like this since 20, When was it? 2017 when they retired Windows Phone. Is that right?
1: Yeah. yeah. But as close as they ever got is their Surface line itself. Yeah. You know, having uh, the, the Windows. Because Windows 10 has the mobile stuff. Right. But you know what the problem is, don't you? No. All the apps and stuff are still on Android. They never came to the Windows Store. A lot of them yeah. never came. Right. You know, it's funny. If you actually open up the Windows Store, not that you have Windows 10, but if you ever do, um, open up Windows the Store and look at how much stuff is on there. There's actually a lot more shit on there than people realize. Like, really? Microsoft had to have paid a lot of money to get them devs on there. Yeah. And and, and and there might also actually just be a market for it, too. Like, in fairness, Windows is pretty big. So... You know, and there are some pretty neat stuff on the Windows Store. Like, if you're an Xbox person, you know, the Windows Store has, like, you can play most of your Xbox games through the Windows Store. Because mm. Microsoft finally kind of separated, you know, rather, instead of separating, they brought those two, um, you know, markets together. So, like, if you buy some games digitally now, not not if you buy a disc version, but if you buy some of them digitally, you can play it on your uh, your desktop as well. Hmm. Which is cool, you know, and then they have the Xbox, or they call it the Microsoft Game Pass, or maybe it's the Xbox Game Pass, I don't know, whatever. Mm. And, you know, it has all those games, and you can play them on Xbox, or you can play them on the Windows 10 Store. Like, Microsoft is moving away from being an operating system, and instead it's moving to being a services platform. Yeah. Because there's more money in it, there's more money, not only is there just more money in it, there's also um, just flat out less work.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I saw on Twitter yesterday or the day before um, that Satya Nadella was saying Microsoft is no longer a window like the Windows company. They're they're moving away from that and they're trying to get more into services and stuff. And like this is kind of evidence of that because you have Android, a Microsoft yeah, product. They're just selling the Android.
1: device. They're just selling the device.
0: Yeah. But that and also I mean, means that what kind of commitments do they have left to their OEM <laughs> partners?
1: I don't know, probably for the next decade or so, probably a fair bit. And, you know, Microsoft has said and done similar stuff, not abandoning Windows, and then they reversed course. Yeah. It's hard to say what their real reasoning is. Uh, did you hear the the rumor that Microsoft is, there's a rumor. Now, keep in mind, everyone, this is flat out just a rumor. It's not confirmed or anything like that, but it's been floating around for a while, and I've seen quite a few people reference to it um but gardner did you hear the rumor that windows because windows 10 is supposed to be like a rolling release it's just going to keep getting updates Mm -hmm. but did you hear that they there is a rumor i'm gonna keep saying that so everyone realizes it's a rumor (laughs) but that windows the next big update not like coming but like there's gonna be a really big update in a few years and windows is going to be running on linux
0: uh, I Did you hear about that. Rumor? I've heard rumblings. I, I don't, I haven't heard any yes. details.
1: No, I haven't either, but I keep hearing that. And it's funny because, you know, some of the people I'm hearing that from are like, they're not, you know, people who normally talk about, you know, rumors, for example. Hmm. And also I've been following a few um, big wigs at Microsoft and they are you know, getting more interested in Linux. And, you know, I thought about that and I was like, well, like, it would be a lot of work because Windows is very, like, because that's the thing, too. Like, some people were talking about, like, I, I saw some Twitter thread and some people were talking about how great it would be. And all I could think of is, like, Windows is very dependent on, its, like, its kernel, obviously, because it's an operating system. and yeah. you know, you need the kernel. But, like, all the components, like, it wouldn't, it would not be a trivial task to rewrite all those components to work on Linux. It would be a major undertaking. Right. Like absolutely major. I mean, look at all the components that you know function. Like, you know, like people are talking. Like, you know, Microsoft's been open source stuff more here uh, more recently. You know, I I don't remember what the last big thing was. Um,
0: Windows three one one.
1: No, 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 no. Like actual products. <laughs> oh no, it not, wasn't three one one. It was
0: it was one point wasn't it?
1: Well, that was DOS. But oh yeah, well they also released the earlier Windows. Um, what was it? Oh. Uh, I still don't remember what it was, but they, they've been dropping more and more open stuff, uh, more open source stuff recently. Yeah. Oh, I remember what it was. It was the visual studio compiler. Oh yeah. Or no, yeah. it was the C plus plus standard library. Right. Right. Uh, it wasn't the compiler. It was the standard library for them, but they've been dropping more and more stuff. And, uh, I think that's might be what started this rumor in the first place that maybe Microsoft is preparing to slowly transition to Linux, but, and people were like, well, they should open source DirectX. Um, I don't think. A lot of people realize how connected to Windows DirectX is. Like, it, like OpenGL and Vulkan live in the driver, so to speak. But DirectX, yeah, you need a driver, obviously, so the graphics card knows what's going on. <clears throat> but it is very dependent on a lot of Windows systems, like their low-level systems. It would not be easy to port. Hmm. So like yeah. I don't ever see DirectX open source. Like,
0: <clears throat> I suspect like what what Microsoft would probably end up doing is having like a hybrid kernel setup, where possible. where it's like I mean because they're kind of doing that now with like the Windows subsystem for Linux or whatever. Yeah, um, but like if Linux if the Linux kernel became like a quote unquote first class citizen, uh, and you know. Windows just ships with the Linux kernel as part of it, uh, and you would be able to... And slowly, they would be pushing developers to start using Linux kernel calls and s- subsystems like that. Um, or, alternatively, they could do something similar to um, to Wine, where they cr- create, like, binary, uh, you know, compatible, like, layers to, to let w- legacy Windows applications run against... Linux yeah. kernel calls or whatever.
1: Well, I mean, there's there there are a lot of speculations and you know rumors, and they've been going around for a while, and they've just been growing either because Microsoft's not addressing them or the stuff Microsoft's doing is lending more credibility to it. Um, but one thing I could see, like in relation to DirectX, is like, okay, you know, they can't really like getting DirectX to run would require like implementing it in a driver, and that's a tall task. I mean, I know that people have. Sort of done that before, but never to like, you know, the extent of, you know, say completely open sourcing it. But like, they could slowly start opening, open sourcing, like, you know, they could open source the entire DirectX spec, which that would be a big start. Like, can you imagine how much better Wine would get if they had like official documentation from Microsoft on how every single feature of DirectX functions and works?
0: Mm. Yeah, that'd be cool.
1: You know, and then, you know, I was also thinking too, you know, like you bring up a good point, like a compatibility layer, like one thing Microsoft could do, let's just assume that either they're going to retire Windows completely and just let Linux reign, which I very much doubt. Like people don't seem to understand Microsoft wants Windows, but they want to be like, they just want to make Windows and people use it and then they collect your warranty money. You know, kind of like how Apple is that care service. Microsoft. That's what they really want.
0: Microsoft wants to own the, the name Windows and not have to do any of the work to maintain it and collect money Pretty back, much, right?
1: pretty much. But that's impossible, so they have to do something. Well, like, they're going to so,
0: replace, if, if what you're saying is true, if this rumor is true, they'll replace the Windows kernel with the Linux kernel, and then they'll have a significantly less development. Yeah, because then all they have
1: to do is maintain, like, their desktop environment and all that other stuff. Yeah. But that means they also have to transition everything, and that's the problem. Like, that would be such a tall order, I wouldn't even want to tackle that. So my, my theory on it is, is if they were actually going to do such a crazy and absurd thing, which, by the way, I don't believe the rumor at all. They're not going to do it. I firmly don't believe they're going to do it. If they do, it'll be like a decade down the road or something. It won't be within a few years. But I could be wrong. And, you know, that's fine if I am because Linux is open source and GPL, GPL license. So by all means, it's also an infectious license. So by all means, hmm. bring it into the Windows space. I'm fine with that, um, but I could see them slowly open sourcing more components and then maybe like they'll have an update where, you know, they retain, you know, old compatibility, but then they become post six compatible. Like over time, they just slowly start shifting all their low level modules and stuff to being, you know, compatible with open standards, you know, to make the transition easier, you know, because you can't do it at once. Yeah. And then if they continue to open source lower level system libraries and stuff, you know, Wine would also improve because Wine could just take it and then just use it. We didn't have to do anything. Just take it and use it. Yeah. So I could totally see that happening and then maybe they slowly transition. And then before we know it, like it'll be a gradual change. Like it'll just be an update one day. Like we're finally, you know, fully Linux compatible and Windows is just a desktop environment. (laughs) like you know it's just like gnome or kde or anything like that and it's just you know it's just it's that's all it is it's just a desktop environment did you also see that they open sourced xfat
0: i did i've seen a lot of conspiracy theories about that too
1: <laughs> i mean they finally opened that yeah finally Yeah. i mean and it's part of the kernel yeah but that I mean like that's a big deal cuz they've been they've been Remember, we? it was like, what, a couple months ago, we were like, they're never going to open source XFAT because they make so much money from the licensing. Yeah. Well, I'd be damned. They did it. They open sourced it. We were wrong, Gardner. Yeah. We were wrong. And and, and I think, because, you know, like I said, you know, I mean, could you imagine if Microsoft kept the development team exactly as how they are, but it Windows was just like Linux, but with a custom D and a whole bunch of custom applications? Like, could you imagine mm. how... Like actually, fairly impressive. Linux would get if they had that much, you know, that massive of a machine of Microsoft's team. Yeah, my only concern with
0: that would be that Microsoft would be adding proprietary crap to the kernel. That would be. Yeah, but remember,
1: here's the here's the thing: they're already on the Linux Foundation, which means they can already influence it to that degree anyway if they want to. Yeah, but the Linux kernel cannot really; it can't not be GPL two. Like, it has to stay, or three, whatever it is now. I think it's two still. I don't don't think they ever moved to three. They won't. Yeah. Um, But regardless of that fact, like, the kernel will always stay open. Like, they'll never be able to close it. So if you never want that stuff, you can always strip it out. And that's, that's, that's the beauty of it. Plus, you know, most of the kernel, what most people consider the kernel, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the kernel, but the kernel also has a lot of modules. And it's much easier to just not include the random modules with the kernel Because remember, the Linux kernel is designed to be very modular, which is nice. Yeah. Because, you know, every module has one function and it should only do one thing and yada, 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 because that's how Linux works. But, I mean, you know, they could easily add in a bunch of proprietary blobs everywhere. But it wouldn't matter because the kernel wouldn't have to, like, the distro wouldn't have to include them. And it wouldn't be necessary for the functionality of the kernel. And you know the it seems like the Linux the Linuxy mindset, not the elite mindset, but the general mindset that stuff should be open is slowly starting to infect even Microsoft.
0: Yeah, that's which is that's good. a good thing.
1: Yeah. So you know, I mean, it's a step forward. I mean, you know, I love to joke about how Microsoft is, and I'm pouring some water here. Um, <laughs> but you know, they're releasing a lot of their stuff under MIT, which is pretty impressive when you consider some of the stuff that they're MIT licensing.
0: Yeah. Like Their
1: standard library, I think, is Apache 2 or something, which is a strange one to pick, but it's fine with it. I mean, it's a good open license. It's just odd that they pick that specific one. Maybe it fit their needs, but I mean, their standard library is basically free for anyone to use for any purpose, commercial or otherwise. I mean, hmm. that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I wouldn't use it, but that's pretty neat. Mm. So, I mean, it seems like, you know, I've said this for many years now because I've always felt that, you know, Microsoft has everything to lose and Linux has nothing to lose. You know, if we lose all of our funding from, you know, all the big companies that are supporting Linux, Linux is still going to be here tomorrow
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because, you know, our code's open and most of the people that work on Linux, they work on it for free. And even if they can't are, you know, paid to work on it, they'll still work on it just less. So Linux is not going anywhere. But Microsoft, Windows, that can disappear overnight. I mean, it obviously wouldn't, but, yeah. you know, it could be a slow death for it.
0: Right. I mean, we're already witnessing that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 I think it's because Windows makes a lot of money. But all the money that Microsoft makes from Windows is not directly linked. It's all indirectly linked. Like, you know, enterprise customers don't pay as much to my knowledge, as they used to because of the changes that they've made to Windows 10. But they still have to buy support, and that's what they buy. That's where they make all their money. Yeah, Hilariously, Microsoft makes its biggest chunk of money the same way most Linux companies make money. Support. Yeah. I mean, look at how expensive Windows keys are. They're not that expensive.
0: I don't even know how much they cost.
1: You can pick them up for, like, like pro versions are like, $99. It used to be a lot more. Mm, yeah. Like, I remember buying Windows keys and stuff, and they were like $200, $300.
0: $200. Yeah. I mean,
1: they used to be expensive.
0: Right. What do you guys think about uh, Microsoft, like the future of Microsoft? Do you think this new Android phone from them is a, is a sign of things to come? Uh, let us know. Is on it the... a phone? Yeah, it's a phone.
1: Okay. They're not calling it a phone, I... but it's a phone. It... I thought it was a <laughs> tablet.
0: No, well, well so th- I read another article pardon me. I read another article that said that Microsoft refuses to call it a phone, but it is a phone.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. See? I don't even know what it is. I even looked at right. the picture of it and still don't know what it is. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to rub no. you. I just you blew my mind when you were like, "It's a phone." <laughs> it's I'm like good. I thought it was a tablet or a little laptop. I didn't know it was a phone. So
0: the Neo is more of a of a tablet. <sighs> it's kind of like an in-between, and this is and <sighs> the the Duo is more like a phone. That's just
1: confusing.
0: Yeah. It's weird, I don't know. But I gotta know what you guys think about this, because uh, I'd love to know uh, what your take on this. And do you think this is more of a tablet? This is more of a phone? Let us know in the forums, forum.heavyelement.io. Uh, you can also hit us up on uh, Twitter. I'm at the Linux Gamer. he's at Raven67854. Uh, we're also on uh, Mastodon, uh, I'm at Gbryant at Librem.1. He's at, uh, Raven at Raven67854 at Librem.1. Uh, Raven? This has been an excellent episode. Thank you so much. Sure has. Um, this has been the Off Topical Podcast. My name is Gardner, and let's do this again soon.